I think fundamentally we we do have a vision of what this podcast is about where it's just us talking about life about art about sex about food about news about all the shit that kind of like riles us up or humors us or or just gets us talking and uh you know that's every episode will be different um what did you say say it again later this week with coco and fran that was my bite i needed that oh (laughs) (laughs) but i made it sound like a question later this week with coco and fran later this week with coco and fran with coco and fran Hello. Hello. Hi. Como estas? Estoy bien. Gracias. Excellent. We're a very multicultural kind of podcast, aren't we? (laughs) Especially when we speak French. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I have to tell you, I was very nervous about this evening, so I'm drinking rosé. Why are you nervous? What do you think is happening? Well, for those of you who did not join us last week, please listen to last week's episode in which I interviewed Miss Le Coco, my co-host. <laughs> Le Coco. Le Coco. Le Coco. That's for the Canadians. Le Coco. Exactly. <laughs> and I interviewed you with some questions. And I was I was really thinking to myself, like, holy shit. Ah, Taki, what is she gonna? What is she gonna ask me? What? Well, you know me. I um, I like to keep things spicy. I know you do, girl. You know. I mean, only if they can see the top you're wearing, they'll understand. Well, maybe only the privileged will get a chance to see that, and the only way they could see that is if they follow us. And where can they follow us? They can follow us on Instagram later this week. Perfect. Exactly. Later this week with Coco and Fran. And we, we post all kinds of nonsense. And if you want to see more nonsense, you have to just DM us on Instagram. Because right now we don't really have a big enough staff to answer your emails and questions. But soon enough, soon enough. Yeah, I had to fire the last staff that we had. So we've we've got a we've got a new um, we've got a new group with us, and uh, hopefully it'll go issue free tonight. <laughs> well, well, who's to say? Exactly. Um. So, what did you eat tonight? Uh, some of my mom's cooking. She, of course, whenever I go and visit her. I have to bring a cooler with me to transport the amount of food that she, and I'm just thankful that I have a freezer downstairs because there's no way I could even store the stuff that she gives me. So, yeah. So just like these meat pie type things, like like a pizza, but with meat on it, it's very delicious. I mean, I love that you're like, I love that you had to tell us that was delicious because the fact that like a meat pie has sex with a pizza and that's their child, that doesn't sound delicious. Like that sounds amazing. It was very amazing. It was very delicious. And uh, I'm sure going to regret it, you know, because I ate too much. <laughs> as the, I mean, listen, as usual with my mother's cooking. There's very few communities that I feel like can hurt somebody with food and your community can hurt people with food. Right. You know what I love? I love when I order Middle Eastern food and there's a Lebanese place by me that I order from. And when we order from them, every single time we fall into the trap of it saying feeds too. Nope. And meanwhile, I'm like, was there an error on the website? Because this is for a wedding reception. Exactly. I see sometimes they they display like family platter and the amount of food mm-hmm. is is equivalent to a family of 12. I'm telling you the place we order from you would think 
if they really wanted to be economical, they could fill the tray with rice. But instead, it's it's full on like meat and vegetables, like hardcore. Plus, they give you like enough pita that you could fly over like a third world country and drop out of a plane. Yep. Like that's how much pita they give you. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're generous people. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what's happening over there in your place, but they work you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to get, not to get all like miserable, but Lebanon is in dire strait right now. You would know it from ordering from the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So are you ready? Because I've got some like. Oh, I've so, got some questions. Okay, so basically, last week I asked you a question. This this week you're asking me questions. Yeah, so our so our listeners get a chance to to know who we are. And last week was all about me. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we didn't scare our listeners. But tonight they might get scared. <laughs> we might lose it. <laughs> uh, listen, you're asking about me, so it's probably going to be a little scary. I mean, I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say, and I'm just ready. I have a pencil. I don't know why I have a pencil, but I'm holding a pencil, and it's touching the paper. Well, listen, and, listen it's always good to be prepared. And I feel like I'm doing, like, an M. Night Shyamalan movie where, like, I'm waiting for a ghost to give me the answers. I'm just going to close my eyes and write. <laughs> this is a seance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christmas. Okay. Um, are you ready? Je suis. Je suis. Far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to get hate mail from the French Canadian. <laughs> Celine Dion. <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna start off simple. Mm. Nothing too, you know, abrasive. Sure. What is something about you that I would never have guessed? Oh my God. Something you would never guess. You know, <clears throat> I think. And this could become an entire monologue, but I will not go there. I I am going to give you, I am literally just going to give you a few words. I like to be alone. Okay. And, And I think that that's actually quite shocking because I think that even people who see me on occasion who are friends of mine, especially during quarantine, I can't tell you the number of people who have come to me and be like, oh my God, you must be suffering. I'm like, I'm not in Frank. <laughs> I'm not suffering. No. And actually, you know what? I really found out that <clears throat> with the quarantine, I actually got a permission slip to basically be like, it's okay to not have to go see people because I always feel like, like, I think people like to see me and I think that I don't know. I kind of feel like sometimes people like rely on me to show up places. And, and, I, and I think just from, from the time that I've known you and our friendship, I think people like it when you're on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that gets tiresome after a while. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, out of everyone I know, I ha- honestly have to tell you, out of all my friends, you know me the best. Mm-hmm. You really do. Wow. Yeah. No, you do. Because I think that you don't ever misjudge me. You also give me the benefit of the doubt. And you also don't, you don't see like all the fireworks. Like you actually are always like, you know, there's more to me than just, you know, a garbage bag and green beard. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So But the answer to your question is I do like to be alone and I do like my own company. Like one of my most favorite things to do like pre pandemic was to go to the city by myself for like an appointment and then spend an extra couple of hours just walking around the city by myself. That's awesome. That, that I would never have guessed. Yep. Learning something new every day. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. So who would you say is your hero? (laughs) oprah right no you know oprah listen oprah is an amazing human being yes okay and anyone who doesn't like oprah can't be my friend 
<laughs> but I will tell you, when I think about heroes, I have to go back to childhood. Mm-hmm. And I have to think, He-Man from Masters of the Universe was always my hero. And I'll tell you why. Because it takes a brave man to walk around with a hairdo like Mary J. Blige. (laughs) And a loincloth. Well, a loincloth, dude, he wore a furry bikini. That's confident. I love it. And I don't know if that was him naked. We don't know. That's true. He could have a lot of ball hair. I think so. You know those guys. Very much. Yeah. You saw that movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, seriously, like He-Man to me was always like, oh, he was confident. He was tough. But he also had this sort of like, and I think this is why he's transcended into his like cult type of thing. Like you see a a lot online, like, like a lot of, because I think he crosses over the lines of like, he's feminine and masculine. And, you know, you question his, you question his sexual, like, identity too like he's like he could be you know everyone's just assumed growing up oh he likes he just likes girls eh, i don't know yeah i think he means all over the place but he's pretty much confident like and that's what i've always liked about he-man and that's why i think like I'm down with the he's down with the he's i love it and just by you saying that i'm reminded about i'm reminded about of the t-shirt that you have that i absolutely love Yep, and I think we need to show the the viewers, our listeners. Maybe we'll we'll do a post. We will for for that uh, for your episode for sure. Yeah, and the T-shirt is from Swish Embassy, which is one of my favorite places to shop because their T-shirts are ridiculous. Awesome! Shout out to Swish. Swish. <laughs> All right. What is your biggest fear? Mm. you know i could go completely with that question i can go completely like superficial and say getting old because i was just talking to you as we were getting our mic warmed up and getting our hair and makeup done before the show Mm. (laughs) i would i would say it's that you know getting old because you know you know i feel like i need botox and fillers but I think my biggest fear is stopping, like not being motivated, not caring about things. Like, I feel like I do so much, like I'm constantly moving. And like, when I look back at like, I've got binders and binders in my office of like shows I've done and things I've written. And I go back and I'm like, wow, this was like 99. This was 2004. This was, and I just, my fear is really like, not wanting to do that anymore Uh like wanting like my nightmare would be that person who's just like i want to do this and six years goes by and you're like did you do it and they're like no i don't know why and i'm just like i don't know it's just like i just feel like everything i wanted to do that was within my power that's the key word that was within my power Uh i was able to do it And, you know, like, granted, I would love to win an Academy Award. I would love to win an Emmy, you know, Mm -hmm. but how much of that is really in my power? Like, yeah, working for those things. But I have done really when I look back at my life, like I've done a lot of the things I've wanted to do. Like I've just done it, even if it wasn't like the perfect outcome. I just think fear for me is stopping. The fear is like, not wanting to do it or being afraid to try something that yeah that makes sense that kind of ties into another one of my questions that i have which we can i'll jump to it what have you regretted doing or not doing in your life um i think for a lot of people it's the fear of not saying something to someone. I think that I spent a lot of time in my life saying things to people the wrong way and saying things to people when they weren't receptive to it. People that weren't ready to hear things. I think that I tell people all the time, I'm like, I learned how to speak to people when I got into my forties. 
Yeah. Because I feel like when I was in my 30s, I was telling people what I thought when I shouldn't have. I should have waited for people to ask me. And now I really do take that moment where people say to me, what do you think about this, this, and this? And I say, are you sure you want me to tell you? Because I'll tell you the truth, but are you sure? Because you're asking. But there was a time where I would just tell people. And I regret sometimes not approve. I don't, I don't regret saying it. I just regret the way I said it. Okay. And I think that over time I learned how to, because, you know, people just psychologically, just studies have shown people, you tell them something, if you tell them in a really brash way, or you tell them something in a really disturbing way, they're not going to listen. They shut down. People get scared. They get threatened. You know, when someone starts yelling in a courtroom, what do they do? They drag that person out. You know, the person that everyone listens to is the person who has got really, really dark jabs, but they're saying in a very professional profound way Uh (laughs) so that's the way it's got to be and that's my regret my regret is the way i talk to people but you know is it an age i I give myself a pass because i was at an age where i didn't figure it out yet i have a fucking salty personality yeah and if people you know haven't figured that out yet they shouldn't come to you if they don't want the truth right right but i think that also i think a lot of people they set themselves up. They come to people like me and they want to know something. And then when we're mean, as they say, mm-hmm. it gives them an opportunity to scream victim. Like, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I like to, I would like to think that, <clears throat> you know, when people talk about the end of your life, I would love to look back on my life and be like, you know what? I was fucking honest with people. I told people what I thought. I had real relationships. Um, you know, I've said this to you a million times. I wouldn't be doing this show with you if I didn't want to be doing this show. I wouldn't be your friend if I didn't want to be your friend. Like, there's, it's just real. And I think people who know me long enough know that I'm not going to sit in a room with you I'm not going to drive to your house you know, if I don't want to be with you. Yeah, exactly. That's 100%. You know, I got better shit to do. <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, than hang out with people I don't want to hang out with. No. I mean, what's the point of even doing that? No. But a lot of people do it. They do it. They, you know, it's obligations. And, and I don't have time for that. Like, I think about intention all the time. Like, what's your intention? Anyway. 100%. I'm drinking. Next question. Keep drinking. Have you ever hid anything from or lied to your parents? And if so, what was it? Okay. Mm. Dig deep. Who is Francesco? Um... Well, first of all, the people that I was the most dishonest to were my family. I think it's fair to say that a lot of people were are like that. Or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why did that about you? I think that I, I basically didn't tell them very much growing up. Like, when I lived with them, very little and even less when I moved out. Um, I can honestly say that they have an idea of who I am, but they don't really know me. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they know me at all. And I don't think they take the time to, to, to know me. Um, and they haven't. They, they never did because I think they came from a generation that always wanted their children to be what they wanted them to be. And when their children weren't the people they wanted them to be, they pretended like their children were that person that they wanted them to be. So when they, when you would hear your parents from the other room describing you, and this would happen to me, I would hear my parents describing me to their friends and I'd be like, who the fuck are they talking about? So you basically you just never opened up about who you who you are as a person. No, or no, no, no. They just you know I think that 
I think there's very few people I've known in my life who've really had that type of relationship with their parents. Yeah. Whether that's right or wrong, who knows? But, you know, you're not going to tell people who you are or what you like or what you want to do. And I'm not talking about sex or any, I'm not talking about that stuff or drugs. I'm just talking about in general. I'm talking about like, even wanting to have a shirt that you want from the store that they disagree with, that they think is stupid. You know, you get to a point where you're like, when you, when you're shut down constantly, how many more times are you going to tell them who you are after a while? You just nod yes. And you're like, whatever. And then you go and hang out with people who do accept you. True. No, I get that. I totally get that. Uh, Speaking of your parents, do you have any characteristics or personality traits that you share from with from them? Hmm. I would say it's I like to feed people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like you. I mean, this is why we get along. I mean, yeah. I feel like first of all, your fridge is like working overtime. I mean, that fridge, I'm surprised you didn't have 3 in the past 2 years. <laughs> Seriously, like we bought our appliances the first year we moved in, mm-hmm. still running strong. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I want you to get on your next fridge, though, is an ice maker. All right. Because I, I can't live without mine. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I hate filling up ice trays like it's like leave it to beaver. That's true. Yeah, that would be a, a nice convenience, actually. You know, but I feel like your fridge is like, your fridge is like a size 28 in men's, women's, big women's. (laughs) Like your fridge is like always to the gills. And that's exactly how I am. Like if I don't have, if my fridge isn't full and I know people are common, it becomes full. Yeah. If I know people are like, even when it comes to like ordering food, like if I have to order takeout, like for four people, like I said, this is why I order from places like Lebanese restaurants because you're going to get more bang. for Yeah. 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 Because I don't want people to leave my house. I mean, you said this before you'd be mortified. I would be. If someone left and was like, damn, I'm starved. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Next question. What is a deal breaker for you in any relationship? Oh my god. Oh my god. I I I'm saying oh my god only because it, it is just an obvious answer. Um for me, people who know me, I cannot stand when I'm friends with someone and they're telling my business to other people. I just I hate that. I hate when I'm like behind the back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I hate when I tell someone something and it, I mean, it could be so benign, but I just don't like when people are like, why do you need to have a conversation about what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Like there's been times in my life where I've spoken to someone and they're like, randomly without realizing it just falls out of their mouth. They start to tell me something that they knew about me from someone else that I know. And I'm kind of like, why do you do that? Yeah. You know? Um, Instead of coming to you directly. Well, well, not only that, but it's just kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. Like if, if I found out, that I told you something that wasn't necessarily personal, but then I talked to one of your friends like randomly at a party and they were like, Oh, they told me all about this, this, and this, and this. And I'm like, why are they, why are you talking about my business? Like, why are you, you have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. That's yeah. That doesn't, uh... but, but it reminds me of a story. Um, I read years ago that a lot of celebrities, how they create trust with people in their circle. Oh, yes. Is that they'll be in a room with someone like me and you could be in a room by ourselves. No one could be around. And I can say to you, hey, guess what? Um, Don't tell anybody this, but I'm dating blah, 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 blah. 
and they can totally make up some crazy thing. And then all of a sudden it hits the newspaper and they know you're the one who said it because they didn't say it to anybody else. They made up a story just to test you. Yeah. Yeah. I've you heard, know? That's that, that is a perfect, perfect way to test that for sure. I started doing it. Have you? Yeah. Nice. I'll see what happens. Do, you know. Is it because you suspect people in your, of course. Yeah. Of course. There's always a thief, the thief in the temple. <laughs> There's always one. There's a mole everywhere. You got to be careful. There's a mole everywhere. I love it. Like, I literally tell my friends, when I tell them a story, I'm like, if you tell anyone, I will cut your ass. Nice. I like a good ass cuttage. I know you do. <laughs> Speaking of friends, or frenemies, however you want to describe it. Think of someone you suspect or know doesn't like you. What do you think they think about you? Oh, this is easy. (laughs) I have a friend of a friend who just recently I noticed that every time my friend has a party or has a gathering, they do not invite us both. And even when she says that we're both going to be there last minute, it turns out that we aren't. And I can't help but think that that other person doesn't like me, but also there's been other things, but you know, this is only an hour show. So there's been other things that have happened. Mm -hmm. And I just, listen, here's my thing. You know, when you hear the stereotype about women who are like, I hate women. Like women say they hate women, right? Men hate me. And I'll tell you why men hate me. Yes, please tell us. Because I come on strong and I come in hot. Okay. Okay. And um, I don't have life figured out. I'm confident. Okay. Um, and this is scary to other guys. You know, Mm -hmm. like I'm the type of person that can go, as you know, from experience, I can put on a full face of makeup and dress up like a woman. Yes. And it doesn't threaten my masculinity. It doesn't threaten me as a male. Mm -hmm. There's nothing embarrassing about it. But I think a lot of men are just kind of like, I think deep down, like a lot of guys I've had issues with look at me and go like, why are you allowed to be so comfortable? Why is it okay that you're comfortable and I'm not? Like, I have, there's a, there's a distant family member, like, by marriage, who has major issues with me. And I just think it's because he looks at me and he's just like, why are you so comfortable? And I'm just a dirty cotton ball in a sewer. Well, why aren't they turning the question around to themselves and asking themselves, why are they so uncomfortable? Because that's work. That's the thing. A lot of people just are not self-aware. They're not self-reflective. No. They don't want to put in the effort to, you know, really dig deep and find out what their their problems are or issues mm-hmm. ever and and how they can go about fixing that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think jealousy is such a basic word like when you say jealousy is kind of sound like benign it sounds like jealousy it's like a cop out yeah but that's exactly what it is it is and um you know it's even like when i see other performers who are not fantastic performers but they're performing and I always have someone coming up around the corner who may not even be a performer. I'll say to me, oh, my God, they're awful. They're terrible. But I'm like, no, no, no. Let's look at the bigger picture here. They're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's give people credit for doing stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. But a lot, of, a lot of guys, like I'm telling you, you know, there's a lot of that competition. You know, like even when I do shows like you know, you would have me on a bill with five guys doing a comedy show and I'd be like showing up in a blazer and like a cool t-shirt and like, 
wearing shoes and like being dressed up like I was doing a show and like all the other guys would show up in like a sweatshirt they probably wore to the gym that morning and that's that's it's daunting to them because they don't know they don't know and they they don't look at it as I don't know how to dress. They look at it like, why is that guy making me look stupid? They give me responsibility for that. Yeah. That drives me crazy. I don't get that. Yeah. So, but yeah, so this happened recently, but <clears throat> I had um, what you were asking. My, fr- my friend has a friend who I just noticed, and this happened recently. This happened like within the past week. Uh I really hit me. I was like, I'm really seeing a pattern here. Like every time we're planning something for all of us to hang out, there's a change of plans last minute. And and I'm not being insecure. I just got a sense of from this person that they're just like, they're just weird around me. So I'm like, "Mm, I've seen it before, but I don't care. Like, honestly, like at the end of the day, it's when I look at it, I'm like, if you don't like me, get in line. It's a long fucking line. It's a long fucking line. I don't care. But what do you think they think about you? Like what, like, so obviously there's something about you that's causing them to kind of change plans or whatever, or cancel or whatever the, the thing is. So what do you think it is that is prompting them to, to do a 180 when it comes to you? I'm fucking cute. I mean, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I, you know, I can't give them more airtime than they already got. I really feel like I really don't know. I mean, you know, you like me or you don't like me. You know, I try to respect people the best I can. You know, there's people that have difference of opinion in a lot of things. And I talk to people and I respect people. I think they just don't like, I think it's the confidence issue. It's the, it's the matter of, you know, men are not allowed to be confident. You know, like men are like, men are confident in like a different way than women. But like when men start to be like, you know, a little more social and a little more sensitive and a little more connected. And God forbid I've read a book in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of men who are just like, whoa, what are you, a girl? What are you looking at, Pinterest? Maybe confident is not the right word when you're describing uh, with regards to men. Maybe in your case, it's it's more um, cultured. Okay. Okay, confidently cultured. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. That's good. I like that. Like you're more, you've got more, you know, awareness of. I'm a sophisticant. Yeah, you're sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I read, I read books about history. I, I listen to Taylor Swift. I, you know, I go all over the place. My mark is moves all over the place. I like to know what's going on. You know, I listen to NPR. I read Republican shit. You do drag. I do drag. Exactly. You know, you are lick, a man of many talents. I'll lick a toe when I need to. Right. As you know, you like a good toe girl. <laughs> all right. Let's all right. move on. <laughs> please (laughs) all right what here we go i'm I'm excited about this one when i found Mm. this question when i wrote it down i was like i need to know this shit what is your most controversial opinion and there needs to be no holds barred okay i'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's a deep one that's a deep one just to let our listeners know when when frank francesco and i do these podcasts we're also on skype and we can see each other and there is smoke coming out of his (laughs) his ears (laughs) okay so do you want I can give you two things. Do you want the simpler one or do you want the more complicated one? Cause I can only give you one because like I said, the show is not three hours long. 
But listen, we're good on time. Don't you fret. Okay. Give me the complicated. I'll give you the complicated. I hate the attitudes of Italian Americans. I love it. I love it. I hate I hate, and I don't want to say I hate Italian Americans because I was told a long time ago that I have to put a word in between there. So the word is, I hate the attitudes of Italian Americans. Okay. What I'm really thinking is I hate Italian Americans, but what I have to say is I hate the attitudes of Italian Americans. Listen, please tell us. I, I want to know. Okay. Okay. So first of all, I have grown up in the New New York, New Jersey metro area my entire life. If you want to know about the worst case scenario of a Spike Lee versus a Spike Lee meets a Sopranos meets a My Cousin Vinny situation, we're in it. And if I have to have Italian Americans correct my Italian... I swear, it it just drives me mad. Like, <laughs> the fact that they think, like, I had a manager once when I worked in retail. And I'm just going to say names because I don't care. But I had a manager once who told me she was 100% Italian. Okay. And her name was Heather. Wow. And I said, no Italian mother <laughs> on this side of the moon. With a bowl of pasta? No. And an apron with tomatoes in it. Because they don't take a bowl. They put the tomatoes in the apron. Yes. We'll name their daughter Heather. Thank you. Then I said, what's your brother's name? I hope you're sitting on a sturdy chair. It's sturdy, yes. (laughs) His name was Brian. Shut up. Shut up. You Italian mothers do not name and then she told me later on her mother wasn't italian which made all sense but i'm like but how does that make you 100 percent italian this is what i'm saying yeah they're gravitating to this bullshit plus italian americans in mostly in my area are mostly conservative Mm -hmm. and italians are not conservative generally they're not conservative um, and I just think Italian Americans are, they're filthy beasts. <laughs> but listen, people can come for me. You know, I got in trouble when I posted something online about Christopher Columbus. Yeah. So listen, your, your feelings about Italian Americans are very similar, uh, to my feelings of the Lebanese community around me. So it's all good. We could mm-hmm. save that for another episode, but I, I know exactly what you're uh, referring to. Cause I too have lived in the New York, New Jersey Metro area for uh, a, a good portion of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would call the formative years of my life. Um, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had this discussion before, but I, I would love it if you would um, tell our listeners just some of the bastardizations that they, oh. that they, uh, <laughs> that they bring to the world. <laughs> well, first of all... Actually, before, before we go to that, why don't you let the listeners know, our listeners know, just a little bit about your family background, like your parents were they born here were they born in italy where were you born this that and the other so you're essentially first generation correct yes yeah i'm fourth first generation 100 percent italian 100 percent italian as far as the eyes can see mm-hmm. great grandparents great great grandparents like you know like did not touch this soil you know until i got here basically yeah, yeah. um you know and being in America and hearing people say like "ganules," <laughs> which G A H. If you have your pen or pencil, I'll wait for you to get your pen or pencil. "Ganules," G A H, hyphen, N O O L Z. 
Okay. And what is that supposed to be? Canole. Le canole. Il canole. And remember when I told you about panini? Yeah. Okay, when people go, I go to a restaurant, they go to a, a sandwich shop. What did you get? I got a panini. You got a panini? Did you get a bag of them? Because panini is plural. <laughs> I mean, we're breaking it down now. I love it. Right? I love it. And, you know, it's just like calamar. Oh, my God. That drives me crazy. And it's okay to say calamari. Yeah. It's okay to say that. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, it's brajul. Oh my God. I mean, I, yeah. It's it's the bastardization, and it's like people feel like they're really talking Italian. And it's like, I had one guy tell me, he was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Like, there's no I in it. It's just Italian. And I'm like, really? With your white sneakers? Because let me tell you, you get off a plane in Italy. They will punch you in your face for wearing white sneakers as a fashion choice. Like, yep. If unless you're coming back from the gym, because the guys in Italy they like some colored ass sneakers. Mm-hmm. Their sneakers need to be blue. They need to be green. They need because they're like hip hop stars. They like to match their shit. It's got to be bright sneakers. Like, yeah. You know, and these guys are like, yeah, make America great again. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just want to hit you with a rubber yole. <laughs> I, just, I love it. All the, I hate them so much. All the hate mail is coming. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't know the number of times I've said no to, like, these Ginzo comedy nights. Oh. Like, they're like, they're like, oh, gonna five times. And I can't remember one of one of the shows. I can't remember. It was like, it, it was like. It was like five Italians in a funeral. You know, it was like something like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the poster was going to have like the head of a horse on it from like. Yeah. Cause yeah. That cliche. Yeah. Like Sopranos. You want to know unpopular. You want to know unpopular opinion. I've seen two episodes of Sopranos my entire life and I didn't like it. I thought it was fucking stupid. <laughs> I've actually never seen a single episode. Thank God. So there. If you told me you never had a slice of pizza, I'd be mad at you. But that doesn't make me mad. Yeah, I, I would be mad at myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> Please, you're eating a piece now. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Next question. If they were, If there were no consequences for a day, 24 hours... What would you do? Oh my god, it's obvious. No, it's not. I would eat for hours. But I mean, that's not really like what is the consequence of that other than like severe stomach pain or gaining a ton of weight? Like if there's no consequence. But you're not going to gain a ton of weight in No, but if I wanted to eat for days and days and days and never have to think about what I'm eating. No, we're just talking about one day. I don't like Okay. I have to think of a better answer. I'm sorry. All right, so the guilt of it all. But anyway, eat for hours and rob some banks. Okay, I like the rob some banks part. While I'm eating. While you're eating? Okay, what are you eating? please any carb that you can find you're running around with a baguette (laughs) a baguette wrapped in pizza cooked with stuffed with lasagna nice you know (laughs) rob a bank huh yeah and battered in chips (laughs) battered in chips oh all right i guess we'll have to accept that as an answer lame um name three guilty pleasures <laughs> well i told you the other day what they um, suck on toes no that's your thing because <laughs> you told me the other day you like funky ass feet wow wow you you were like, if you got lintage, I will take it out. Ew! You're <laughs> disgusting. You are so fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> I don't even know if these are guilty pleasures, but I guess you'll be the judge because you're usually Judge Judy on everything. 100%. Rings. I can't stop buying rings. Okay, but... I'll, I'll accept that. We've had, a, we've had a conversation about this. Okay. Because you, you, you make fun of my candle obsession. Oh my God. You're buying more candles than Stevie Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> such a great song not the it word, is. but it is a great song. <laughs> oh my god my version's great it's only released in japan <laughs> oh christ okay so i got rings rings okay that's quite I, you know borderline but i'll give it to you okay I love to watch Riverdale. Okay. Fuck you. You watch Sabrina. It's the same shit. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, what are we, 16? <laughs> and lime tortilla chips. Really? You know why? Here's the thing. Okay. Lime tortilla chips have become... Almost for me, I fooled myself and said they're the healthier version of Doritos. So, which is a lie, but big lie. (laughs) (laughs) But lime tortilla chips to me are like pizza. Even after I've eaten a meal that was probably several courses, I always have room for them for some reason. Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh my God. <laughs> Listen. We are hungry people. We are. We are. We're that we're the board game from the 80s, the hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> oh. Okay. So okay, I I, I I will accept those those responses. They're suitable. We can move on to the next. And I'm actually going to throw in a another question before my last one. Oh my Maybe god! Or two. We'll see. Um, let me just look at my my book of questions here because I wrote a lot. <laughs> Have you ever licked anyone's toes? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. What, what, they... Describe the scene. <clears throat> Go into full detail. Well, what do you want to know? Do you want to know gender situation? What do you want to know? It was female. Whatever you want to divulge. Okay. It was a woman's foot. Okay. And it was clean. Okay. Thank goodness. And it was while 69ing. Well, alrighty. I mean, just when you think that I couldn't be more controversial. We went into a totally different alley. Yes. All right. I I gave. Listen, I'm giving you something you can feel. <laughs> we can we can smell and taste. <laughs> listen, just when you had too much of pizza, you got to have toes. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So here's another little diversion. Have you ever done anything sexual, or have had sex in public? Wow. Public meaning like what? Like in a in a private like area or just like in because public can mean many things. Okay, not necessarily in front of anyone, but the possibility of being found out or being seen. Is... Oh yeah. Oh yeah, in a car. In a okay. car. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Our action. Yeah, car action. And my theory about car action is as follows. Mm. <clears throat> as a friend of mine, Sarita, once said. Yes. If you're doing it in public, people want you to look. Well, yeah, there's definitely an element of exhibitionism when you're doing something like that. Because if you didn't have that in you, you that that whole you know, concept wouldn't even be thought of. You know, you wouldn't even dare do anything in in. Uh, a public setting or anywhere where the risk of being caught would be 
is high, you know? So there's that exhibitionism in, in you for sure. Unless you're, unless you're 25 and you don't, you know, and you live at home and then you have nowhere else place to, to screw. And then you have to go in the car. Well, yeah, I've had many, many a car situations. Yeah, you have. You know. Because you're dirty, dirty dog. Listen, you do what you got to do. <laughs> what is that sound, by the way? Because <laughs> you're a dirty dog. I-, I am. I am. A lot of people don't realize that. or don't. Please. People who don't know you. Exactly. When when you just when you know the surface of who I am, they would never really suspect it. But I'm no. a d- disgusting, but, filthy animal. I mean, if you had your own concert series, it'd be called Coachella. Coachella. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm gonna patent that name. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> copyright. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is now the perfect segue to actually. I can't wait. Well, actually, no, no, no. There's one other question before this one. How many questions do you have? I have two more. Okay, actually, we'll we'll do this one and then we'll finish off with something nice. Or do we want to finish off with something dirty? You're fucking. You're the fucking Alex Trebek of porn. What do you mean? Because he asks questions, and you're asking dirty questions. Okay, so since we're on the theme of filth, what is your filthiest fantasy? A 24-hour event. Can you elaborate? What's happening in this event? I don't know. Whatever. Like, push a button and something happens. The listeners want to know. Soft serve. Soft serve what? Like... Coachella. You know, you can get some butt action. All right. <laughs> is there a little bit of ballage? Ballage is always there. <laughs> Listen, Mary J. Ballage always shows up. You know? nothing, you're not going to elaborate more. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like it would be interesting to have a fantasy where you could call, like, you were in the mood and you basically could mentally have whatever you wanted at that moment. Like, physically the type of person you wanted. Like, the act that you wanted. And it could be like an ongoing thing. And you could watch what you want to watch. And you can have people there that you wanted to see. Like, I'm talking about, like, it would be almost like a very like anime situation where you can just like digitally have whoever you want it and they would materialize. I'm talking about like Fifth Element shit. You remember Fifth yeah, Element? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just like, you know, everyone wants that. Like everyone would just love, like, you know, the thing about an orgy is that eventually the room smells. Oof. <laughs> yes. Listen. Like, Listen, you can bring in Febreze and Dr. Scholl all you want. That room is not getting clean. But let me tell you, you get the funk from 40,000 years. And then... (laughs) (laughs) But in my my scenario, it smells like, you know, strawberries and like a cool vanilla candle. Of course. Of course, in your scenario, there would be a vanilla candle. I bar- I you. thought that was my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, so here's my fantasy. I want candles of all different scents. In one room, I want savory candles. Want- in another room, I want clean candles. I want them to clash in an obnoxious pong. <laughs> oh, God. That's great. Okay. All right, all right. I, I, I'm not... I'll be honest, I'm not necessarily um, satisfied with your answer. Well, Diane Sawyer, why don't you ask me more questions about the fantasy and I will be able to give you more clarity. Okay. um, More questions. What can I ask? Uh, 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 
it's, oh. it's your question, you moron. But listen, this was supposed to be your fantasy. You're supposed to elaborate. I don't know how much more I can give you. It's like whatever you want at the moment would be a great fantasy. Like, you know, you know, if you want thick steak or thin steak, if you want a medium rare, you want it well done, it's there. So whatever, whatever possible scenario you envision, it'll just manifest itself. Yes. Yes. I mean, you want a Frappuccino or a Slurpee. It's there in your mouth. Delicious. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Let's move on. Tell me about one of your dreams. And by dream, I don't mean like life aspiration. I mean like subconscious sleep dream. Have you ever had a really profound or interesting or bizarre dream? Yes. Tell me about But what do you, under what category do you want? Because I have several. Tell me what, what are, which one you want. Okay, give me like a, let's do scary, sexual, and just downright bizarre. Oh my God. Scary, sexual, and downright bizarre. Scary is, um, I think a lot of people have this dream, not having teeth. And I was just about to go on stage. Weird. Yes, not having teeth and just literally like just literally right before going on stage. And this is the thing about dreams is that if it happened in real life, you'd be like, at what point did I realize that I have teeth like on the way to the show? But how did I just realize this right before going on stage? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had that uh, that that. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that mm-hmm. means. I, I do have actually within reach right now. I could see it. It's on my bookcase a um dreams interpretation book i wonder what that means okay while while you're telling us about your sexual dream i will look it up so tell me about okay. your sexual dream <clears throat> a sexual dream would be um and this is just me i've had a million sexual dreams yeah um this dream was um being blindfolded naked on a roller coaster and someone wrapping wires around my body and it just stimulating my body while I'm on the roller coaster. So it's like, I can't enjoy the roller coaster and I can't enjoy the sexual like bink, bink, binks that are happening to my body. <laughs> I think the people who did it to me were Lebanese. It's possible. We're, we are, we are a sick and sadistic people. And then when I woke up, I smelled the garlic. So I definitely think it was that. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So to dream that you are toothless denotes your inability to advance your interests and, Mm. and ill health will cast gloom over your prospects, your prospects. Interesting. That's true. You think? I don't know. We did sexual. What's the other one? Bizarre? Bizarre. I mean, those two were bizarre and sexual. That's true. But, um, you know, I have a lot of celebrity dreams. Okay. And I just, I'm going to share one that I had recently. Yes. For, For those of you who don't know, I love Tori Amos. Yes. And I had a dream recently that she, that I was at a celebrity party and there was a ton of celebrities rolling in and everyone around me was like, Oh my God, it's Jennifer Aniston. Oh my God, it's Meryl Streep. And the whole time I was just like, yeah, it's great. It's so great. I like them. They're so great. They're awesome. They're so cool. So cool. And then all of a sudden Tori Amos came in and I was like, And the first thing I did was I walked up to her and I showed her my arm with her tattoo on it. And she was just like, oh, that's great. And then she just walked away. (laughs) That was it. That was it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But listen, when I get around famous people that I love, I turn into a a three-year-old. But I've been around a lot of famous people. Like, I know people like, I met this girl once who told me, she's like, 
when I'm around famous people, I don't care what caliber. It can be like the local news guy, and I start freaking out. Really? Yeah, and I'm not like that at all. Like, I have specific people that I waste that energy on or spend that energy on. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, it's Meryl Streep, absolutely amazing. Love her. Mm -hmm. But I'm not losing my mind. No, exactly. I've, I've, I mean, I've been in the presence of some celebrities, not a lot. And I'm not talking about, like, going to a concert or something like that. I've actually... You know, they've been next to me in some scenario. And I've never lost my shit. No. But mind you, they're not... They weren't, you know, people that I would necessarily get super excited about anyway. But just, you know, you turn around and you're like, oh, it's so-and-so, you know? And, like, I, I, I was at a... I was in a Halloween shop, not far from Union Square, actually... Um, and William H. Macy was, was in line in front of me. Um, I was at a concert, uh, a show at, um, oh Christ, what is that concert hall that's not far from there? Irving Plaza. Irving Plaza, yes. And, uh, I was sitting in the balcony section. This was a big mm. deal. Like. You're fancy. Yeah. Well. A friend of ours used to work there. They they uh they worked at the in the uh, like design department or like the I guess they did like the posters and whatnot. Exactly. Um. Anyway, so she got us tickets to a show, and we were I was sitting in the the balcony, and I happened to look to my left, and Robert Plant was sitting next to me. Like that's that, huge. That's a big deal. That that to me is a big deal. Thanks for the snapshot. Thank you. Um, oh, um throwing that out. My my biggest my biggest celebrity surrounding mm. ever in my life. Yeah. And since to today, like I mean, being around like I've been around big celebrities separately, but being somewhere where you feel like you're at the Academy Awards was um, going to the premiere of Hannibal. Okay. And, you know, me and Jen sitting in front of Lauren Bacall. Oh, wow. Like Lauren Bacall being behind her, Francis Ford Coppola being there, Spike Jones, me walking into a lobby where it's like Gary Sinise, Gary Oldman, and Christopher Walken, and me walking up to Christopher Walken and in- introducing myself. Like, just being a place where it's like, <clears throat> you know, Muhammad Ali's there. Mm. You know, it's like Anthony Hopkins and Julianne Moore. And it's like just sick. Like everywhere you turn, there's a celebrity. And like that was my closest feeling to being like at the Academy Awards. And to me, it was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But still, there wasn't like, you know, that one person that you're like, oh, my God. Like Muhammad Ali was like the biggest person there, in my opinion. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. But it, but anyway, that was my dream. My weird dream with Tori Amos. Look at my tattoo. Look at it. I love it. Well, I do have one more question. I know mm-hmm. we're a little bit over time, but really, who cares? Um, my last question is, what makes you laugh the most? Whew. Well, <clears throat> besides doing this show... He didn't laugh. Um, <laughs> you know, ex- unexpected things make me laugh. Yeah. Random, random references. Like if, you know, if someone was like, I don't know, like randomly, if somebody was like, uh, they tripped over a chicken bone. Okay. And they fell and they cracked their tooth on like a concrete dildo. Oh. Like that's random, yeah. but that's hilarious. Like I love random, like, randomness like i like rude and random so you would say would you say that you you enjoy laughing at other people's misfortunes no i just i i use tripping as an example but i just feel like if something's random like if somebody's just like oh i reached into my purse and i don't know 
my toenail was in there or something, something just random. Like, like, you know, like let's, what was it? Um, let's make a deal. That show when we were growing yeah. up, my favorite part of that show wasn't when people picked door number one or two. My favorite part was when they would ask people in the audience, like who in this audience for a hundred dollars has a walnut in their purse? Like, and the people would go to the, they would go to the show with this random shit in their purse. And I would love it. Like, they'd be like, who has a wrench? And somebody would have a wrench in their purse. Yes. I always, whenever I watched that, I always said my mother would win hands down because she's got so much shit in her purse, like random shit. And she would win. She would, who's got bread clips? And she'd have like five of them, (laughs) you know? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like Ariana. Ariana's like the mobile pharmacy. Oh my god. That's you could be like, I have a headache. She'd be like, What kind of headache? <laughs> Where is it hurting? <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, I have a, a lower cranium aspirin. <laughs> a lower cranium. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. So but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I thought this was really scary. so were you really scared though like was this scary a little bit really i mean you know the offset was you wearing the sexy top i know i like this top we're gonna do a photo shoot to post it so people see see it exactly and i'm gonna be in charge of the photos thank you very much (laughs) for i think those of you who can't see he just gave me the finger Two of them. I I want you to be the poster of this show oh. with that blouse on. All right. All right. Maybe I'll... Sure, sure. I'll do it. All right. Well, I hope people are listening to our show. I hope so, too. And thank you, Francesco, for indulging me with these questions. Great. Great. And um, when... Um, what are we... What are we... Are we promoting anything for next week? Uh, no, not that I know of. Oh, that's right. I don't know. I don't even know what we're doing. No, Sometimes... it's random the way we do things. Yeah, I just want to also speak about one of our sponsors, Entenmann's, <laughs> for their delicious chocolate donuts. <laughs> On that note, have a good night, everyone. <laughs> You've been listening to later this week with Coco and Fran. Bye. Bye.